Just. Great, looking good. Holy crap. <clears throat> there we go. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Bill. How are you? Fantastic. We're going to start in uh, two, three minutes. Thanks for being on early. We've got our technology working today. What's that? We've all our technology. How's my sound check? Test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. Yes, I can hear you. Works great. What better? Sexier? A little better this way? Testing one, two, three. We're good? That works. Outstanding. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Doing great. How are you, Bill? Good. Outstanding. Excellent. Outstanding. Uh, let's see. A few new faces. Armine Gevian. I don't think we've met before, have we? Yeah. It's Armina. Armina? Yes. Very Welcome. nice to meet you. Thank nice to meet you. Where are you from? I am in Sherman Oaks. Very nice in the valley. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy Thompson, I don't think we've met before. Looks like a new face. Uh, hi. How are you doing? How are you? Where are you from? What area? Uh, South Pasadena. South Pass. Okay. Yeah. It's the city between the two freeways. That's right. That's right. All the freeways in the world end right there at South Pass. Yeah, the 110, that's right. And the five, everything just stops in South Pass. Microphone, well, I know my microphone's working, so this can't be that. Uh, is it Andrea or Andrea best? 
Andrew, Andrea, no, can't hear me. Testing one, two, three, no, okay. Patricia Castillo, welcome, driving. The call will start in about one minute. Let me see here, do I see Paul on here? Let me get my voice on, do not disturb, by the way. Do not disturb. Okay, let's see here, I've got two more coming in. Proud today, exciting. Paul Cook, you there anywhere? Can I miss you? Don't see you yet. Hopefully you'll come in. And okay, a lot of new faces. Well, welcome. <clears throat> Hour of uh, the internet. Okay, well, we're gonna look oh, there's a few more. Still piling in. Okay, I think we're gonna start. I think it's time. So let's get this show on the road here. One second. Let's get me. Um, spotlight, fine, here we will, we're live in three, two, one. Good afternoon, I'm Bill Gross, the LA probate expert, and this is our probateweekly.com weekly call, Thursdays, 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, where we get together and discuss all things probate real estate. So if you're a new agent looking to get the business and add probate to your niches or experienced agent looking to build your business, investor or wholesaler looking to pick up some deals off market or come across some probate business. We'd love to help you make that happen. Um, I'm excited. We have a sponsor, Mailbox Power. It's a service for real estate agents and um, professional small businesses that will do marketing, uh, postcards, gifts to clients. And there's a coupon code there or a, a link if you want to go to that will... Um, uh, get you a free trial and some realtor materials or some specific, specific classes and setup for real estate professionals that will help you build your business. So if you're interested in learning more about Mailbox Power, check that out. So we do this call every Thursday. The goal of the call really, oh, there's Paul, good. The goal of this call, um, you know, when, when the COVID process started, um, you know, there are a lot of different webinars and online programs and such, but I found that most viable way was when it was interactive. Um, so rather than just me talking and recording or me having guests and talking, the goal here is to make sure we're on point by offering the opportunity for you to participate. So we have today on the live, on the uh, Zoom call, we have, it looks like 44 people and growing, uh, which is great. If you're interested in asking questions at any time, you can put a comment in the chat box. If you want to market your services, feel free to put your contact info in the chat box as well. Uh, if you have a question, you can either put in the chat box, raise your hand, or if you're brave, unmute yourself at the right time and jump in and ask a question. We also live stream this on YouTube and Facebook and other social media. So if you're on those, I do watch those. The way our service works is I should be able to pick them up if you have a question there as well. Uh, so feel free to participate. So again, the goal here is to make it as interactive as possible. And what I'll tell you is the more you participate in anything in life, the more money you're going to make, the more you're going to get out of it. That's true of every relationship, whether it be family or friends or uh, nonprofits or business. The more you participate, the more you put in something, the more you get out of it. So if you have a question, just know that somebody else has that same question and you're asking it will help us be on point to be of assistance. My goal, I'm a real estate broker in LA. I'm not selling anything. I don't have any 
coaching program. I don't have any data to sell. Uh, the only thing I want to do is if you want to sell a house, I'd love to help you. If you want to refer a listing in Los Angeles, California, or anywhere in California, I have a team all over California. I'd love to help you. Uh, I'm actually building a national team. And today we're going to talk about our newest entrance in the Georgia market. So if you're interested in joining a probate team nationally, I'd love to help you with that. That's what I'm selling. You know, there's a saying in, in marketing that if you're not paying for a service or a product, you are the service of the product. So um, I don't you feel like you're being sold anything here today. We want to learn together, share together, network. If you have questions, the goal here is to bring questions and problems we work on together. So that said, I wanted I invited on the call today a friend of mine, a new newer friend, who joined um, a company I'm affiliated with, EXP Realty, under my team. And our goal is to build a, a network nationally of real estate agents working in the probate space as professionals. And the goal is by working together, we can do more. We can get better service and support from vendors. We can coordinate our marketing. We can also push each other, hold each other accountable to get better results. And so I'm excited to add from the Athens, Georgia area, which if you don't follow college football, is the home of University of Georgia, and most recently the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs football team. I'd like to welcome a um, friend of mine and a colleague, team member, Paul Cook. So Paul, say hi. Hi, can you hear me? You there, Paul? I'm hoping you can hear me. Oh, hold on. You're, no, I'm, you're here. I see you're talking, but okay. I also see that you are not coming across audio-wise. How about now? Oh, that's me. Okay, go ahead. Can you hear me all right? So why am I not hearing anything? Yeah. There, yeah. Try get, there you go. Go ahead. One more time. Yes. That work? There you go. I do not have a Georgia Southern accent. So, um, but yeah, go dogs. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time for that one. You know, I remember I saw the last one when Herschel Walker in 1980 won the national championship. That was one of those amazing football teams and, and players of all time. So you guys yeah. have been waiting ever since then. So welcome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, real estate. First, give me a little background. Uh, where did you grow up? And then how'd you get into real estate? I don't know if we have that much, that much time. But um... no, we don't have time for your entire life, Paul. Just, <laughs> just think like the high point, a couple high points, maybe. A couple high points. All right. So um, mainly grew up in Florida. I was actually born in the Northeast in New Jersey and just lived all over the place. With my, my parents, we moved to Florida. I had a love for sports, ended up uh, uh, too small for football, way too small for basketball, and ended up playing golf and then went to college on a scholarship for golf. And then after that, played professionally and taught professionally and uh, spent a lot of other people's money and lost to some of the best players in the world and realized, you know what, what am I doing out here? Um, and ended up going back and managing my parents' business. But, you know, one of the things I learned in that time was um, I, didn't, I didn't have somebody sitting and, 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 and monitoring everything. I either had to do the work or it didn't get done. There was nobody else that I could look to. I didn't have a teammate that just said, man, they let it, let me down. It was me. So when you're playing golf, it's, it's you. Um, and, and so that taught me that taught me some good disciplines and was grateful for that time. But, um, ended up after that, uh, managing my parents' business for a few years, and then actually went to seminary and was in, 
uh, vocational ministry for about 20, I was trying to think how many years it actually was, 23 years. And in the midst of that, I took a, a break and, um, and then have made my way into real estate towards the, you know, the end of that. So, so you and I got involved through another uh, company um, call coaching product. Mm-hmm. How long have you been involved with probate real estate specifically? Uh, not a long time. I mean, if I've done a number of deals that have been with probate, uh, mostly on the buyer side mm-hmm. and, and yet, you know, personally, we've done two probates, um, and, and working on a third right now with family. So it's near and dear to my heart. And, uh, to be able to see it handled in two very different ways between my parents and my parents-in-law and not saying that either one's right or either one's wrong. It's just, they're very different. Uh, well, my parents, there was no probate because everything, uh, was built into the estate and everything was, uh, in everybody's, you know, it was in names of, of children. So didn't have a whole lot of that. Um, Whereas my, with my father-in-law, he's, he's doing the probate thing. So, so that's kind of my background with it. And were both of these in Georgia? Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, good thing to avoid probate if you can in, in the state of Georgia, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it's, it can be an arduous process. I mean, if, um, I'm doing an estate home right now that went through probate and it, I think it took them about 15 months and there weren't any, you know, there weren't any extenuating circumstances really, except for one uh, niece that they couldn't locate. So they had to take 30 days and, and advertise in the local newspaper. And, but that's the only thing that extended it. So, and it was pretty open and shut. I mean, it, there wasn't much to it. So, yeah, just looking at that, it can be pretty involved. You and I talked about you looking to expand your probate business. So what, what do you have in mind 2022 to expand and, and to do more of? Yeah. Um, for, for me, my first, I've been in real estate for a little over four years uh, full time. And for the first good three years of that, I was pretty much exclusively a buyer's agent. And, you know, I, I came to the realization that closed 27 in one, in one calendar year, my second year, and then closed uh, 18 and then 19, something like that in the next two years. And in the t- year I closed 27, I, I didn't make enough to even pay my bills. So I knew that I had to make a change. And then I started to see, you know, I'm, I'm working 60 hours a week. I'm 64 years old. I don't want to work 60 hours every week. I want to be able to go play with my grandchildren. Uh, I want to be able to, you know, take a ride with my wife uh, and, 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 go, and go be with some friends when, when it's, you know, an appropriate time. And that wasn't happening. And uh, I kept hearing, you know what, if, you're, if you don't have listings, you got a job. If you got listings, you got a business. So, so, okay, well, so it started to make that transition in June of last year. That was the first listing I've had. I think we're, 
think we're on eight or nine right now. So it's, it's, it's starting to pick up and I've got some more that are coming. So, so from the, the inherited side though, I think I really got interested in that because I wanna help people. And it's one of the greatest crisis times in people's lives a lot of times when a loved one dies and sometimes they're not loved ones. You know, sometimes it's been difficult. And so um, I, I did some, some research on it, started looking, and there just aren't a whole lot of people in this area that deal with probate and, and inherited properties exclusively um, or almost exclusively. So um, saw that as a niche, but also saw it as a place to be able to really care for people walking through a very difficult times. So well, and that ties into your background as a pastor, right? So it's a chance yeah. to effectuate in business what you were doing emotionally, maybe, or, or socially. Yeah. So so obviously, the first step, just the way you describe it, is just a mindset change. Going from a buyer's agent to a listing agent, like anything in life, when you make a transformation, it requires you to start with this first six inches before the rest of the world's going to change, right? Yeah. Was there anything in particular that you did or thought about, or was it just a decision Hey, this is just not making sense. I want to be a listing agent. What do I have to do? Uh, well, it's very, I mean, when you've done both, I think you know that they're kind of two, two sides of the same coin, but at the same time, they're very, they can be very different. Um, you know, on the buyer side, I'm just, I'm trying to help these people find a home in a, in a market that is just not buyer friendly. Right. And and so you learn how to, to negotiate, you learn how to make offers as sweet as they can be. But on the other side, it's, it's really helping those people uh, walk through a transition. And it is on the buyer side as well, but it's, it's a big transition on the sell side. Yeah. Um, they're walking away from memories, they're walking away from you know, significant, um, significant heirlooms. In, in a sense, that, that whole home and selling the things that, that they, they need to to either downsize or to move to another state or, um, or maybe even to, to move up. Um, so, so for me, yeah, it was, it's a different mindset and it's a different pursuit as well. And that's one of the things that we've been talking about a little bit. It's just different. Uh, I, I've, I've got to, I've got to move in a different, uh, sort of way rather than just taking leads and i've got thousands truthfully i've got thousands of buyers leads in my database um and and probably about 30 that are actual uh listing or sale leads um that reminds me i, I do too i forgot all about them uh <laughs> thanks for bringing that up i have a meeting tomorrow with that's something else. I got that. So, yeah. So having those buyer leads and, and we can work on that. Actually, we've launched recently a buyer home buyer seminar for the purpose of kind of throwing those leads in to regurgitate them, to figure out who's ready to do something. Um, and uh, is one way, but you got to nurture those and figure out out of the mm -hmm. thousands, who are the two or three really ready to do something because the thousands can just overwhelm you with, with the activity. So you made the mindset change to get into probate. What activities did you do that resulted in getting listings? Because every agent that? wants more business. Every agent wants more deals. 
So what That's specific activities, rude, Bill. I, I'm sorry, what specific activities did you take to generate some listings for yourself? Uh, well, kind of interesting. Um, to, in the process of learning a lot about probate that I didn't necessarily want to learn, but I realized, you know what, I need to know this. I, I went out and kind of co-authored a book and it's selling in an inherited house. And it, and when I say co-authored, a lot of the, the legal was already written for it, but as far as the approach, it wasn't me. So I just went through every chapter and, um, and it's with a company, it's a good company. It's called Authorify. And I published this book and, and put it out on the internet and I started to get some calls on it. So that, nice. that was one of the things that, that took place. It's, it's on my tagline, on my, on my emails. Um, and I really tried, I mean, we, we've all been through the, the sales schools. My mom was one of the leading salespeople in her company for a dozen years. Uh, any number of years, she was the number one salesperson. And, and so I kind of grew up with that but that never was really, that just didn't fit me. And, and so when I went through this, it had a lot of, it had a lot of uh, sales talk in it. And, and really my heart was, I just want to help people. You know, I, I want to, I want to give them, and I give this book away. So I just want to help people. I'm not in this, this book is not going to make me money. That's not the idea. It's to help people. And then if, if they see that this is a helpful uh, tool for them and they want to give me a call, you know, my, my information's on the back of the book. And, and I do through the, the midst, you know, through the course of the book, I, I will say, Hey, I've got, you know, I've got a preferred vendors list to, to help with, you know, things getting fixed, things getting moved, whatever you want. So that was one of the ways. And, and that really, I mean, that's where we got introduced, actually. You saw this online, and, um, and that's happened with a number of folks like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the goal of business really is, to, in, in marketing, is to get people to want to talk to you, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you start in real estate, you got a cold call, three hours a day, door knock, phone call, and you're talking to 100 people a day, and or 40 contacts a day and people are hanging out. I didn't do that. <laughs> right. Well, I'm saying that's the classic way people start. But, yeah, but the goal is yeah. to get to a point where because you've experienced your authority, your knowledge, people want to talk to you. And it's a whole different uh, different experience. Somebody asked if they could put the name of the book in the chat um, or how they would access the book. We have still a couple yeah. copies of your book here, whether you went to or not, Paul. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I'm going to inherit them to you. Um, okay. And to me, it's just... I, I'm just, I'm just trying to help people. And I mean, I, I wish that I'd had this information uh, prior in, in this kind of form or format, but I didn't. And, you know, I wish I could hand this right now to my father-in-law who's 89 and just got diagnosed with terminal cancer, but you know, it's just not the appropriate time to do that. Um, I think it would have served him if it was, you know, three to five years ago, but 
that's hopefully it helps others uh, in that vein. Nice. So, uh, Sung and Harry House by Paul Cook is the book. How would somebody find that if they want to buy a copy of it? Yeah, you don't need to buy it. Uh, first of all, it's electronic, so you can just get it online. I can send you that link. Yeah. Um, or if you want a hard copy, I'd be happy to send you one. Well, is there a link you can give me on the phone uh, here on the call that I can put in the chat box? Uh, let me let me reduce you here. And we got people asking all kinds of questions, so hold on. Let's okay. do that. You have the book. Got that. It is it is a good marketing tool, um, but it's gonna if you really want to personalize it. I'm just gonna be truthful. I mean, I wanted to make it to where it wasn't just me putting my name on something that somebody else wrote. Uh, and I know that a lot, and in, in a sense, it's ghost written, but it's not totally ghost written. But some people don't have that skill right. as well. But to be able to take it and just just personalize it, you know, right. so that those people that are reading the book, they get a, a feel of who you are and, and not just a feel of somebody else that wrote the book. So the service you use was a Thorify. What they do is they basically specialize in taking book templates for real estate agents and then you customize it. And use that and publish a book, you know, fairly easily. You took that and you created your own book um, in your name, and um, it's a fantastic service for people to do that. You know, it's so funny. One of the people asking on the call, Sharon uh, West, is asking, "We talk about how to find probate leads." Here's this is he's describing how he got his listing leads. He has a book, and he markets the book, not markets. Please list with me. And so people read a book. He becomes an expert, and then they have questions. And they talk to him. He shows he knows how to handle the questions. They list the house. Is that kind of how it works once in a while, Paul? Mm -hmm. Yep. Not often enough, but more often than before. Yeah. And it's I'm definitely getting some calls. I mean, with the transition over from the my old real estate company to this one, TXP, um, you know, I've, I've kind of had to put that on the burner because I had to pull all that marketing material off all the sites because it was branded. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's the same thing with the book. The book is branded. So if I send you a book, it's going to have my old real estate company on it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's still, you know, the rest of it's still pretty much the same. I had to change a, a few things in the book itself, but the, the link that I'll send you to, and I'm still pulling it up here. I can post it on the, in the chat box. Uh, I'm not as savvy uh, technologically as you are. And so this is this is the way he developed some leads, which I think I, I found fascinating. And um, you know, personally, I don't spend the majority of my marketing directly to the personal reps, executives, administrators. I'm more looking for attorney referrals. But what a great way to work with consumers directly and get listings rather than buyer size is make yourself an expert in how to sell the property. So that's really what what he's doing. Um, and some of these questions I'm going to hold on to for a little bit. We have a prayer for you, jazz and blessings for your family, Paul. Very nice. Um, okay. So, um, so now we have some listings going. Now our job is just to get more people to read the book. And then as a result, more people are going to call you. That's really our goal today, right? For you. Yeah. In All right. I'm going to go ahead and copy this. This is going to be a link to the, to the landing page and just put. Perfect. I think it's just going to have in your name and, phone number and email address and that way you can grab that perfect what do you know? let me knock out a couple of questions just you paid your hand up for a while how can we help you what question do you have oh uh i was just commenting that uh when he mentioned that he has a lot of leads in his database i thank you for saying that i i also have 
have some as well. I forgot about him. I have a meeting tomorrow with the broker uh, here, uh, sort of near where I am, and it'll be helpful to share that knowledge with her that I've got some some leads. I totally forgot. So, thanks for bringing that up. Nice. Yeah. You know, I think as real estate agents, you've got to find a way to kind of recycle the leads you have already. Uh, there's only so many people in the world, there's only so many people in your neighborhood or area or city, and uh, to um, allow them to uh, raise their hand when they're ready to do something, you have to have some way to keep them in process till then. Uh, Jimmy Thompson, you have your hand up. How can we help you? Hi. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. I'm going through. Okay. So I have, a, I have a question. I'm a real estate agent for a long time. I... My brother just got into like flipping houses. So I, we put an offer on a, a probate house. We didn't get, we got beat out. They sold it to family or whatever. And so I'm not, I'm just, sorry if I'm new and everybody knows this, but what are the mechanics of doing like an overbid? Cause I, I went down to LA County and they don't really want to help you. They just kind of like, well, what's the case number and all this other stuff. So uh, yeah. I don't know if you have like a short, like what do I do now? Yeah. So what he's asking about specifically, I don't know if you have this in Georgia, Paul, do you guys do a court confirmation sales in Georgia? That's a good question. Oh, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, you so, know, I, I do know we have, you know, a lot of homes that are sold on the, the courthouse steps. So. Well, courthouse steps tend to be foreclosures, not probate right. court confirmations. Yeah. Um, so, you know, LA is the largest probate market in the country, the largest courthouse. And I think it's almost tied with or changes with, uh, I think Fulton County is where Atlanta is, is also about the same size, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little less, depends on how you count it. So Jimmy, if you're here in LA County, we're the largest market. And so, you know, even a small piece of a large market is sizable. Here in LA, we have about 50 or 60 court confirmation cells a month. And so I teach a class, if you go to my YouTube channel, Bill Gross EXP, there's 11 different ways to buy property or to sell, I'm sorry, to sell property in, in probate real estate. One of them is using the court confirmation method. And so if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see a whole hour long discussion. The short version is I'll give here because we've got 70 people on the call. And yeah. if anybody else is interested in it, feel free to raise your hand on that topic or, or ask more questions on it. But just to cover it quickly, um, and, and it's not an area that Paul's involved with, most, uh, I see 90% of, of probates the estate is able to sell the property pretty much with to whoever they want on whatever terms they want, unless somebody objects. So the time somebody either objects or the estate doesn't have what's called full authority and the court has to approve the sale. There's a variety of reasons why that might be. But in those cases, they sell the property, it gets into escrow, then they go to court and the court has to confirm the sale before it can close. The LA County is funny because we go in these coaching programs. I've been on, I think, all of them, all the ones I know of. They'll say, well, go down to the courthouse and meet the clerk. They're friendly. They're not friendly in Los Angeles. I, I don't know about every other county in the country. Uh, I suppose in the South, they're a little more friendly. But in LA, there's bulletproof glass. You're going to walk up and you either have the case number or you don't, and they're not going to help you. So I'd be glad yeah. to talk to you yeah. off market, Jimmy, about what we can do together here in LA. That's what I specialize in. Of all the 11 ways, I bought a property this week on Monday for about $1.8 million for a client. That's, that's the area of the market that I specialize in. So I can go into that detail or you can go to my YouTube channel and look for the court confirmation sale YouTube video. 
um, or call me directly. I'll be more glad to walk you through. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah, I know it's specific to LA, so. Yeah, it's a uniquely. It's almost exclusively Los Angeles issue. It does happen in Clark County, Nevada, a lot, and I believe it happens in Fulton County and some other counties occasionally, very rarely. But still, it's worth talking about. Um, so if you're interested, give me a call. We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Sounds cool. good. Well, we can't even spell 1.8 million dollar property in this area. The shoebox. Say it's not a house. It's, and this particular one's a commercial property. It's a really good deal, though. I think my my client uh, uh, really feels like it's a fantastic deal. So we'll see how that goes. So, um, well, so talk about your 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 market. What's the average sales price where you're selling houses today? Well, obviously, it's gone up a lot uh, because a lot of people are moving from LA to uh, to Fulton County and the surrounding areas. And where we live, if you if you look at Atlanta. Kind of being in the north central part of Georgia, we are due east of Atlanta, about 45, 50 miles. And there are two highways, one's 85 that goes um, from the center of Atlanta. And in fact, it intersects with I-20. I-20 goes east to west and uh, 85 goes uh, east, northeast. And Athens is right in between those two, about 30 minutes either direction. So you got to go out of your way to get to Athens. But our counties are very small here. So I cover about nine to 12 counties, really wow. nine counties. Wow. Um, and, and so to deal with probate in court, I mean, you know, you, you can go to, I guess, one courthouse and and I'm sure it's ginormous. Ginormous. Um, ginormous. Ginormous. Nine, um, like 10 floors. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Big. Large. Big. It's so big that the building is so big that you enter the first floor on one side and it's, the, it's on a hill. And on the other side of the building, it's the fourth floor. You, you walk across and, and you have to go down. To get all across the building. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I lived in Orlando, but we didn't have, uh, yeah, we didn't have buildings quite that large because it's Florida. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, for us to do that kind of probate is going to be really challenging, it's just because all the counties have got to cover. And well, um, well, I would say yes, but I will say this: I haven't talked to people, and I, I, you know, I don't want to be argumentative, but I would, I would no. challenge you okay. that in these smaller counties, let's say it's one fiftieth the size of LA, so we have fifty a month, and that means that county you have one a month. But if you know the rules, you are the only one who knows the rules in that county, and so if you can find out when they come mm -hmm. up, you become the expert. And in my experience, the margins on those sales are better. In the smaller counties, uh, uh, yeah. Now, now I, I will say that there's a little controversy, particularly in the South. Uh, I think it's called heirs property. Post Civil War, former slaves were given these chunks of land, and of course they were not educated for the most part, unfortunately. And then they had a lot of kids. In those days, families had a bunch of kids, and then those kids had a bunch of kids. And so what happened was somebody got land. In three or four generations, there were hundreds of heirs, and they couldn't get together to agree to sell property. And so there's investors who buy those at those county court um, auctions. So there's a whole that's a whole nother 
some people would say shady side of that business. And, and that's not you. It's not me. Um, but I will say that if there's only one court sale a month uh, in my county, I'd want to know about it because uh, if you can walk in and here's the thing about it, you work with a buyer and you, you, know, you shop and shop as multiple offers, multiple offers, but in court, you kind of know what the bid is. If you can walk in with a cashier's check to make an offer on it, you got a pretty good chance of picking it up and getting into escrow that day and closing within 30 days. So it's complicated and there's some rules, but I would, I would urge you at least pick one kind that's close to you. My LA County is only 30 minutes from my house with traffic. So it's been worth my time to go there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Chris asked a question. Do you, how do you address inherited properties with an underwater reverse mortgage? Or maybe underwater mortgage period. If you're upside down, what do you do? If anything. You're asking me? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, have you had, have you had experience with a property that was inherited where there's no equity? No. Yeah, it's not so common, uh, I would say, um, Christopher, I, having uh, done them recently. Now, I will say that there are short sales that can get approved with court approval. And you can do short sales like any other sale on a regular probate sale. Um, but obviously, there's a lot of work involved in it. And, um, you know, we always have to wonder what's in it for the estate if you're going to do something like that. So that's so simple. So what's, Paul, what's been the biggest challenge for you? You, you went from you know, buyer's agent to listing agent and now into probate property. You did the, the book. What's been the biggest challenge for you to build a listing business in probate? I think for me at this point, it's, it's putting together the plan. And because there's so many different, you know, their voices all over. Right. That are saying, hey, do this, do this. And so I think I found uh, with you, and this isn't to kind of, you know, elevate you to some uh, sort of uh, real estate deity. But, you know, when we talked, there just seemed to be a connection from the standpoint of this is something that you've done. This is something that you know about. Uh, it's something that I am learning about. And not that you stop learning, but um, it's, it's being able to take the pieces and just simplify it and say, this is, this is the next step that you need to take. Or these are the next two steps you need to take, right. and and so from my standpoint, you know, I I've, we've talked about uh, I can find properties that are pre probate, I can find those, but what do I do once I find them? You know, right. where where do I go from there? Right. So, you know, and part of it is frankly, you know, I, I see these coaching programs and I listen to some of the things they advise, and I think that doesn't work because I'm doing it every day. You know, it's great to have a Rolodex of vendors. I keep a Rolodex of everybody I've ever talked to. But for example, to spend your time building the Rolodex rather than getting the sellers makes no sense because sure enough, you get the customer, then you need the vendor and that vendor is out of business. That vendor is sick. That vendor's on vacation. That vendor does a bad job. That vendor is too busy to talk to you. That whatever. And so I'm always scrambling. And literally today we're talking about your vendor list and I'm, I'm a, I just hung up with, uh, you know, we have a, a state sale guy, a trash sale guy going on one house, firearms dealer. Um, we had to get a cat removed. This is one listing. And so I'm talking to you after talking to three or four of these vendors on one property. And I didn't have any of them lined up. All of them are somewhat new vendors for me, uh, the way we're working with them. So um, that's just the nature of the business. But the key thing, and I always try to tell everybody is, what's the key thing? Where are you going to get your business from? And who are you talking to? And for me, it's been really working with investors and wholesalers 
and with attorneys. I try to keep my focus on that. So as we go forward with you, I think the thing that, that I'm looking forward to doing is finding a good fit for you with a couple attorneys in your market that do estate planning to avoid probate, and then maybe probate um, litigation attorneys who are, who are litigating the few that get you know, into litigation. And if we get you know, one or two that match up with you nicely, they'll give you business. That'd be a nice supplement to what you're doing on your own. So let me ask you a question, because I mean, today in talking to this one vendor who happens to also be a realtor, um, but they've been doing probate in this general area. Um, and I mean, they, they've been closing over 100 a year just in, in probate. Um, and, and, and they have, they have a number of different businesses and one of them is, you know, liquidating the assets. Um, so they come in and they, and, and I've been told they do a great, great job, but in talking to, to this lady, she shared with me that almost all of their business comes from referrals from other realtors. And that kind of intrigued me because I, you know, it makes sense that you could get that, yeah. but because they've been around for so long, they've built all these relationships. People know them as the probate people or the, the estate people. And so when they have these issues, they either get it on a referral basis or one of their other businesses comes in and still reaps the benefits of somebody else selling uh, an estate or a probate pop property. I'd say so, that's my business today, right? That's, okay. the same thing I, that's the same thing I'm doing is I, I, I mean, full disclosure, you know, we have on this call a bunch of people and some of them are investors who will find a property need help in this probate. And a lot of them will just help on their own, but some will need me to list it or, or to sell it for them. Uh, some are occasionally I get petitioners or executors on the call, attorneys see these calls, but I get realtors who get a listing. They have a family member. They want to help. They know nothing about probate. They want to do a good job. And rather than learn up to do one probate in a two or three year period, they'll say, can we split the deal somehow? And we worked that out. And I've done that. It's been a nice, a nice addition to my business for sure. And, you know, that's why I want to help you build as well with your business. In, in the, yeah, I'm, I'm looking the, forward to that. Just, the to Georgia have, market. just to have a plan you know, that, that is, is workable. I would say to all real estate agents on this call or all real estate professionals this call, you, your goal should be to be so good at your business that other people want to join you, not just your customers who want to join you by doing business with you, but colleagues should want to be part of your team, part of your organization, part of your, your business. And you want to find a way to leverage your time and be able to help people and be able to leverage that by getting paid as well. And so, Frankly, I, I don't want to make this an advertisement for EXP, but that's why I joined a national company that also makes it easy for people to join because I believe I can help an agent make more money on their business as well as help them in their probate business. So um, that's that's kind of summarizes kind of what I why I do what I do. I saw somebody's hand go up and then went down real fast. I don't know if I answered your question or you got shy. So I'll, I'll assume um, that was it. So. So we're going to talk. To, we're going to continue to build your business by working. Oh, here I got a question here. My probate attorney or probate agent? Uh, uh, it's Marie F. I am not an attorney. I don't give legal advice. I'm a probate. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a broker here in LA, in California. Um, but I will say this: I've seen more probate sales in court than any attorney, any agent, or even any judge in the last two three years. And so I would say I'm an expert in probate real estate in Los Angeles County, 
on the sales. I, I may not be the best at getting the business. There's some other agents who have deep relations with a couple of key attorneys who give them a lot of business. And my, you know, I, I have great respect for them and what they do. But I will say that I know the process, the law, the code, uh, probably better than most attorneys, certainly than, than most attorneys I work with regularly. Uh, Veronica, I see your hand up. How can we help you? Hey, Bill. Yeah, Veronica again. Uh, I have a question for Paul. Are you near Albany, Georgia? Funny that you should ask that. First of all, I'm just typing a response. Um, Albany, um, I happen to know Albany because my dad actually went there one summer to take his business there. And, uh, and we are not, we're probably a good two and a half to three hours away from Albany. Albany's south and central, and we are north and east. So, okay, I I might need some help in Albany. My mom has a, a had an elderly brother that passed away here in uh, California, but he has property in Albany. And I, you know, I'm learning about California. George is probably going to be twice as hard. Yeah, I can I can definitely help with at least some referral. Okay. Uh, down there. So yeah, absolutely. Touch base with me. I will, uh, let me put my email address in the chat. Perfect. Thanks. And thank That's you the, too, Bill. Thank you. That's the goal of this call is we shall be working together, helping each other. I think that sometimes as agents, we focus on, you know, you want to get something out of it right now that doesn't give you a listing. And I, I wish I could give you guys business like that. Um, but it, it's the work, it's the learning, it's the knowledge that gives you the confidence to talk to people in a way to help you with your business. Um, okay, so Armine asks, so I wanna add probate to my business. Do I get in touch with the attorneys or the executors? My answer is yes. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I'm gonna try to apologize a second, but what I would tell people is I think in marketing, you have to do an assessment of your strengths, what value you bring and wanna to bring to the marketplace. Where are you gonna help people? and then line up the people that you can be a benefit to. Um, I believe I'm a great asset to an attorney who has a probate case um, because of my knowledge and trustworthiness, experience, uh, financial resources. So I try to work more with attorneys or help estates that don't have an attorney uh, to stand in the middle and help them, not with the legal advice, but all the administrative work. That's, that's where I try to be. But you have to look at your, your goals, your strengths and weaknesses. Paul, how about you? Uh, obviously, you can market to attorneys and or estates. You've chosen, I think, to the estates via the book. Is that where you want to continue or do you want to add attorneys or where you? No, I definitely want to add attorneys um, and and even, um, e even some other venues. I think that, you know, we've talked a little bit about, um, but I, I've, I've talked about nursing homes, even just putting... Because it's, it's being able to take like the book and put it in nursing homes. Because yes. whether I get business or not, it, it's going to help somebody. If, yes. they, if they read it, it's going to help them. So, um, you know, also financial planners, especially people that, uh, and I know a lot of them in the area that, that work with the states. You know, yes. so those sorts of people being able to offer my, my services there to help however I can. and you know, obviously at this point, you guys are seeing, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with estates. Um, I mean, I've had a whole lot of experience with the buyers, 
and buyers buying estates uh, from that standpoint. But um, yeah, I'm just getting my feet wet. But well, you're off to a great start. You're being very humble. Uh, I'll just tell you as a coach and as an agent and a colleague. It's very true. You're off to a fantastic <laughs> start. And that's exciting. You know, I think something you said also, and, and just to answer, you know, what more I mean to be smart, Armin, but I believe you could just call on nursing homes, certainly in LA, do nothing but that. And I know a lady who does that in Georgia. Uh, she's north of Atlanta. And then she's moved, I think, to North Carolina, if I remember right. But we're going to be bringing her on here in February. Her whole business is nursing homes. That's all she does. Really? Now, she had two or three that gave her a bunch of business. And she was doing about uh, 10, 12 deals a year in a lower price area. So not enough. But but without really thinking about that, that could be her whole business. And she was, her coach was pushing her to cold call three hours a day in addition to that. I said, hold it. You're getting a deal and a half a month from nursing homes and you're doing no other marketing than you have two or three contacts. What if you spent three hours a day calling a nursing home? So you went there and dropped off a Starbucks or brought donuts into the wherever. I know there's COVID and there's some restrictions. What if you called them? What if you did a, a Zoom call for nursing home? Nursing homes have like a business development person. Usually every facility or company has a person or people whose job it is is to reach out to the community and bring people in, and they're great contacts for referrals. I've not, actually, I knew somebody who did that business. I have not made that my business. I'm busy with what I do. You could just do that and make a living. You mentioned, uh, Paul, wealth uh, wealth um, advisors. You could just contact wealth advisors for a living if that's what you want to do. So I would just say be creative, but think about what you want to do. This lady who does nursing homes, she was a nurse at one point. Well, it's a natural for her. She knows that world. She knows the rules. She knows kind of how to act in those environments. I, I don't at all. So I would say to you, Armin, think about your, do a self-assessment on your strengths and write a plan that deploys your assets to the marketplace. Yeah, I like that. Like um, okay, so let's see. Um, what geographic area Paul is in, I think we answered that. He's east of Atlanta in Athens, Georgia, home of University of Georgia. Um, Realtors like to get in probate. What kind of business card? Um, <laughs> Mike, so I, I will say, Mike, uh, Mike's asking about marketing materials. I'll say I have two sets of business cards. I don't have them here, my briefcase out front. I have the kind of realtor looking cards with my picture and the logo and that kind of realtor look to it. And I have the attorney look cards. What do attorney's business cards look like? Anybody want to describe that for me? Anybody know? In the chat box, if you know, what color are real or attorney business cards? White, no picture. Exactly. Black and white, no picture, plain text. So I have a set of those cards. And when I go to court, I have both cards back to back. I have about four or five of each. So when I meet the attorney, I give them the business card from the attorney side. When I meet the realtors or the states, I give them the other card. <laughs> because attorneys are going to want you to act like an attorney. And when I go to a court, I wear a dark suit, Brooks Brothers white shirt and tie. I have a briefcase just like the attorneys have. I look like an attorney. So if you're a market attorneys, that was one of my assets. When I went through uh, our, my, my assessment, I realized I look like an attorney when I get dressed up. And I would, I would play to that. So that would, that's my piece. Uh, um, Paul, how about you? you uh, you're working with the states. Now you're a former pastor. How do you, what's your business dress look like? Well, for me, it's generally pretty casual. Uh, but in that, in that, you know, when you talk about attorneys, because I've, I've been a pastor, 
you kind of, you will cross over all those barriers. I mean, you're going to deal with, um, you know, the multimillionaire business person and you're going to deal with uh, somebody off the street and everything in between, the doctors, the lawyers. And, and in the South, where we are, it tends to be more casual. Uh, now, when in, in the courtroom, that's a little different. Been in the courtrooms, uh, not for necessarily probate, but, you know, those attorneys, they're in their suit. Yeah. Um, they might be blue, though. All right. So it might not be the, the black suit, but they'll be they'll be in a blue suit. Dark blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Navy blue. Most Navy blue. Exactly. Not Navy electric blue. blue. Or anything no, like no, 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 no. Not, Anybody not, wants to know how to handle yourself in an attorney, I don't care where, what courtroom you're in, if you know how to handle yourself in front of a judge or with attorneys, my cousin Vinny, every attorney I ever met has told, told me they love that movie, but it's very true on how to dress, how to act. Um, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. Sharon West asks, what do I do? What do I suggest to a new agent to get probate listings? So I'll tell you as a coach, I'd love to hear your answer, Paul, because you were a buyer's agent before you became a listing agent. I think it's difficult to be new and, and go for listings. Um, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I think you have to have somebody you work with that really is going to hold your hand on those, on those listings because they're more technical. They require more interaction with agents. There's more money at stake to the customer and probate, of course, even more technical. So I would generally say, Unless you have some competitive advantage in the space, you were a paralegal or worked at a nursing home or something like that, I don't know. I would suggest to start on probate listings if you're a newer agent, unless you could team up with a, a listing agent who knew probate and then you could just do the marketing, then I think that would be great. I think sending you out and anybody wants to put time in to develop relationships with attorneys or wealth advisors or nursing homes or wherever, whatever your jam is, I think there's a way you can get some business but just be prepared to learn with somebody who can help you leverage your business. Paul, any input? Having gone through that yourself, uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, I, would, I made a, a conscious decision at, at, at about the two-year mark for me to start to pursue listings. And, and I did have a coach at that point, and, and they helped a tremendous amount. But as, as the time went on, um, I almost had to wait for those listings to start to come to me. So I had clients that, uh, let's see, two or three of my listings from last year were from former clients who were selling their homes and they were actually moving to larger homes because they had children and they'd outgrown the homes. Um, so that helped because then I get used to the, the administrative side and the marketing side of a listing. Um, but yeah, just to, it, 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 was, it was fairly daunting, even, even with me going to the broker at that point and saying, hey, can you give me, I need a, a checklist for listings, the listing side, everything from you know, contacting the lead all the way through the closing. Yeah. And it was seven pages long. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. A, a coach is going to be great for you in, in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Mike points out digital marketing, 
uh, is we go, look, I, my, my marketing today is all digital, all social media, mostly video. This is part of it. We take these videos and clip them up and use them in various formats. But I would say if you're new, <clears throat> uh, door knocking still works uh, because nobody's door knocking. And cold calling still works. If you get people on the phone, you just have to put the work in. And, and, and I will say this, the mistake is to think that social marketing is somehow easier than the others. Is There is no easy way to develop business. You're going to do hard work, whether it be social media, creating content, doing the work, spending the money to get the money to, to, to do social media. Um, a book, you know, what Paul did, of course, you could get a book and put your name on it, but it's effective for Paul because Paul did the work to rewrite the book and customize it to agree to make it work. So, um, Paul, your point, uh, your perspective on uh, old school door knocking and phone calling and meeting people versus purely social media. How do you kind of land on that? Um, <clears throat> well, some is my my experience and some is my um, just what I've. I don't like cold calling. Uh, not that you don't do that sometimes. It, it tends to be, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy. Um, I, want, I want to be able to generate, if I'm gonna go the leads route where, where I've got, I've got 2100 in my database right now. All right, so it starts with this right here. It starts with your phone. You just go on your phone and you download all, all your phone numbers. There's your, there's a database right there of people that at least have, you've talked to most of them one time and you've got their number. And so right. it's being able to develop that, but it, unless you know how to do marketing, it can be incredibly expensive and, uh, and you can go buy leads too, but those can be incredibly expensive as well. Yeah. And, and they're not going to be as good as the leads that you have sitting on your phone, most likely. Yeah, 100%. Best probate business I ever got was somebody I knew personally. I'd known her, I knew her mother for 15, 20 years. And then I knew her and uh, social, my wife and I met her at a dinner and then saw her in court and led to a bunch of business. So you're 100% right, starting with people you know. Nate asked a good question. I'd be interested in your perspective, Paul. Do probate attorneys request a referral fee for connecting you with a probate clients? In my experience, no, they're not, they don't. Uh, I've never had that request. I'm sure it happens. I know attorneys who hire their wife as a realtor to try to keep it in. And then now you have a, a lousy attorney with a lousy realtor combined together. Uh, but but uh, I've not had that experience. How about you, Paul? No, I, I, again, I'm so new to this that I don't have, I don't have any history with that. But I, I wouldn't see that as well. There's a scene in, in the book, in, I mean, in the movie, uh, My Cousin Vinny, I, I try to always use with agents and coach of where you want to be in your business. And if you know the movie, it's about uh, these guys who hire attorneys for a criminal trial. And uh, at one stage, there's an attorney who's uh, not very good. Uh, and then the other attorney uh, goes up and does his work and he's fantastic. And the customer says to the not good attorney, you're fired. I want him to be my attorney. And I always think about, I want customers to treat me that way. They go, wow. I want you to sell the house. I want you to represent my client. I want you to help the state get the house sold because as an attorney, you're not going to get paid until the house is sold for the most part. So in California, at least you can't earn, you can't collect the fee. You can put it in trust. You can't collect the fee that the house is sold and the, and the probate's closed. 
So I think the goal of this is to have a niche that you create a distinction for yourself in relation to the marketplace, that people value you, that they're not gonna ask you for a, for a fee, or if they ask you and you say no, and explain that you're that good, they'll understand that. And I know the same is true with commissions. I'll tell people, look, I'm an expert in LA County probate. I'm sure there's other realtors who do it for half the price. They all know what they're doing. You have to decide, do you want an expert to handle it? Or do you just want any realtor who experiments on your file and experiments on your, with your equity? So that's kind of how I look at it. Um, okay, we're kind of at the, at the witching hour here. So I want to you know, finish before the hour's out. Paul, you know, thank you so much for making time today. It's it's uh, cool. uh, seven eight o'clock in Atlanta or in. Uh, That's Georgia. my bedtime. <laughs> I know it'd be close to my bedtime too. So <laughs> I really appreciate you making time to be with us today and sharing with us your thank journey. Your your part. We I know come back. We'll have you. You know, I'll be working with you daily, but we'll bring you back a year or so. See the progress you make. You and I are going to do some business planning next week and make it a fantastic year for you. So thank you for sharing and opening up your business to people here today. If someone want to get in touch with you whether it be an attorney or an estate or a real estate agent wanting to work with you, how would they get in touch with you, Paul? Yeah, I put my uh, email address. I, I'll just throw my phone number in here as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, you can text me, call me, email me. Okay. <clears throat> Great. And yeah, I'm glad to help however I can. Say it out loud for people who aren't on the Zoom call. What's, what's the phone number to reach you at? It's 706-714-8553. Great. Great. And again, I really appreciate, uh, Paul, you're in Athens, Georgia, about an hour outside of Atlanta. Thank you so much for being on the call today. Thank you for everybody who participated. I really appreciate your support. We do this every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m., unfortunately, Eastern time, getting up on Paul's bedtime by the time we finish. Probably <laughs> weekly.com if you're interested in that. I'm Bill Gross. You can find me on YouTube or other social media. Bill Gross EXP. Uh, feel free to call extra email if I can help you in any way. Make today your best day ever. Thank you so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much. And we're off. Paul, thank you so much. That was fun. Uh, thanks, Bill. We'll talk tomorrow. It was talk. fun. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed the time. Hope it was helpful from my standpoint. So It was for me. It clarified a lot of things. I, and I do think for other people as well. Based on the number that we're on and stayed on, uh, it was fantastic. So we'll talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds thanks. good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Winston, thanks. See you tomorrow.